everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Oklahoma songwriters podcast and as always i'm jared Voluch, and today we are joined by my good friend jj wood what's going on brother what's cracking y'all oh you know all that good stuff all the good shit <laughs> so uh how you doing today i'm good man uh hanging out here in good old norman oklahoma gonna play uh playing the blue bonnet tonight i'm pretty excited oh, really yeah. i really like that venue it's really that cool that bar is cool yeah, Main Street has that sweet little section now. Right. And with the blue bonnet, just, God, they're crushing it. They're really, really putting people down there and uh, to play some music, and they're they're backing us. Yeah. And it's awesome. And what's cool is, like, it's one of those places where people really just, they pay attention to what you're playing. You know what I mean? They're just, you're yeah. not just, like, sitting in a corner at a Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, dude, they got, like, Like, a, they actually, like, pay attention to what you're playing and they actually want to hear like your original songs too which is really cool yeah i dig that well people have i don't know how you go about it but they've done an excellent job at it they've turned it into a place where people they come to hear live local music they come to hear original songwriters Mm -hmm. and it's just man it's awesome because oklahoma really has like some of the best songwriters around and so like it's it's kind of cool. We get the, they all get to go play these places that are still like super low key. You know, you can still, right. I love them. I dig it. Yeah. This place, it's a, it's an oddball state, but man, it's awesome. <laughs> we got high point beer, legal weed and titties, <laughs> man. We're, I think we're doing okay. Still more churches than any other state and, <laughs> and probably more marriages. There's a Chick-fil-A on every corner. Yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> It's a weird state, man. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, shoot, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Nice. And then I moved to moved and grew up in Riodoso, New Mexico, which is like it's a village up in the mountains of like southeastern. Hell yeah, you know Mexico, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's considered it's a village. You know what I mean? It's not a town, which is kind of cool. Gotcha. Um, but it was great scenery and stuff. And then after a while, like I just, you know, I was like 19, 20, and I moved up here. I just family had moved up here and hung out, and here I am. Moved to New York City for a little bit and, uh, and came back here and been here for a while, and I think I'm here to stay for a bit. Right. I like Oklahoma. It's pretty tight. Yeah, man. You definitely found a good group of people, that's for sure. Oh, the best. Like the the whole Seventh Day Rebellion thing and uh JJ's Alley, like that thing it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know what I mean? Especially right. like musically. Oh, yeah. You know, I think to be successful like as a as an artist, you gotta have a good team behind you. And that's what like the Seventh Day Rebellion is, you know what I mean? Like I completely agree. You know, it's uh it it's one of those things I like. Hey, you got a, you got an important show that's important to you. We're gonna pack that place out. You know what I mean? Like it's not just, uh, you know, songwriters and stuff. There's the people that support us as well that show up to the shows. Hell yeah! Uh, that are, it's really dope, man. I dig it. It's like the one night uh, this was a few years ago, but I was entering in a uh, <laughs> in a male stripping contest. Oh yeah! Right. Oh yeah! <laughs> I think you're. You've probably seen the videos. Oh, yeah. Couldn't help myself, <laughs> man. It's it too sexy. Of, it was one of those things I was like, man, I was like, I entered in it in a couple of years ago, and I came in third, like, twice. I was like, I want first place. And sure enough, like, everyone showed up, and I won first place that day. Fuck like, yeah. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you have a goal, you, but, fu- you fucking meet it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Failure is not an option. That's right. But that's how they do with, like, you know, just about anything, man. Like, you know, Jason Scott playing at the Tower Theater. Like, and we're there, dude. Like, yeah. let's go support you. You know, like, let's go support, 
you know, Carter Sampson and doing something, you know what I mean? Just all of our friends, like, let's, we're in this together. One of us succeeds, we all succeed. Right. Man, that's a great attitude. That's one of the things I love about you is you, you have a forever just, you're pretty damn optimistic and you, I don't know, you've always been super kind every time I've come around. Yeah. I think you were like one of my first friends when <laughs> I showed up to the uh, Seventh Day Rebellion. Yeah, because I think like the first time we ever talked, we were playing on stage together. Oh, probably so. <laughs> you yeah. got on and you're like, so it's like, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> All right, let's rock this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was good. I love that place. It's uh, It always keeps me coming back, always inspired, always pushing me to do something new. And man, it, it a lot of people think that playing on a Sunday night would feel like work or it would feel stressful or whatever because it's like right. one more gig you think or people think. But whenever I show up there, it's like that's my recharge. That's my right. relax. Like it might as well be my fucking living room. <laughs> yeah. Like. It just, it you're like. just so you're so comfortable there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that's why. Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never really felt uncomfortable at, on that stage or any of the stages there. The patio, yeah. the downstairs stage, upstairs. Yeah. Right. It's nice. I dig it. Hell yeah. Jeff's done a really good job with that place. Shout out Jeff Rogers. Yes, beep, sir. Forget <laughs> about it. We love you, man. <laughs> Don't sweat that lady. You were angry about <laughs> the other day yeah. say what <laughs> it was just a a message jj's got from some customer that it it was she was absolutely a lunatic yeah uh, and she was mad about something and he was like fuming over it because he knew it wasn't like his fault or the bar's <laughs> fault or anybody that worked there's fault of what happened to her and that she flipped out about and it wasn't even a, like it was nothing ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Fucking but, Yelp reviews. Right? Like, <laughs> people have no idea. Well, some of them do. They, like, the power of a review is, like, that's everything. And so, you know, when you have that one bad day where you didn't say thank you or you didn't say you're welcome that one time, that one customer, and then they just pop off on the, like, they're so... I had the worst experience yeah. ever. Your bartender, so rude, and did not know how to make an apple teeny. Yeah, he like, cold-shouldered me. He cold-shouldered me, and now I'm going to put a one-star <laughs> and lower your rating for the next six months. Right. I, I rate, uh, I do reviews, though, on uh, on weed maps. You know, I like to review dispensaries and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's you know. For some of them, it is a wake-up call, but I like to give, I like to give legit review. Like, man, the place was great, but like, you guys really need to tidy up this section. Or I was stuck looking in this little area for yeah. quite a while, you know. And it's not ever something where I'm like, they're all dicks. <laughs> like, yeah, I've just never really like given like bad reviews for restaurants and stuff because I'm like, but I've been in, I've been in that industry for fucking years, man. So I know like some days, dude, you just have a bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody like, deserves a little bit of right. forgiveness, a little like, bit of tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. Reviews. <laughs> Insane. Insane. But whatever. <laughs> um so shit, man, what's your what's your musical background? Where did it all where did this all start for uh, you? Uh man, I don't ever remember a time where I didn't have a song stuck in my head. Yeah. I think one of the first songs I can remember having stuck in my head was probably uh uh Michael Jackson's I Will Be There, you know, from the Free Willy movie. Oh, yeah. Hold me, River Jordan. Like, yeah, don't sue me. Uh, <laughs> if he sues you, then we're doing something right. If he sues me, then he's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I just, uh, I've always had a song stuck in my head. Uh, my, my older, my oldest brother, uh, he was a singer. As well, he's a, he's a uh, pastor now, but uh, he still sings in church, I think. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of always just loved music. And then when I was uh, probably about 12, my childhood best friends and I uh, learned how to play guitar from his dad. His dad was uh, in a pretty decently big band around New Mexico and stuff and uh, just phenomenal guitarist and uh so he taught us our first chords, and Hell yeah. then after that, it was just like kind of the internet happened. So oh, I could yeah. just sit there and I could just learn anything, taught myself how to play guitar, and uh, started playing like punk rock bands in high school. 
And then after like sophomore year, I started smoking more weed and I was like, man, I don't really want to yell anymore. Like I want to make girls dance. So I started playing reggae music. So oh, yeah, that's a good way to do it. There you go. So I'm just kind of chilled out. I dig it. Yeah. People like to groove. Yeah, dude. I, I was tired of yelling. Yeah. It just wasn't cool anymore. Hurt my throat. Well, yeah, very few <laughs> people can do it. Uh, and like without destroying themselves. Yeah. Well, like, you know, 13, 14 years old, you're not really thinking about that. <laughs> well, no, you don't understand. You think yeah. you, you're going to come back from anything. Um, yeah. I just had uh, a couple kids on. I say kids. Everybody younger than me is a kid, but they're in their 20s. <laughs> um, uh, CJ and Steeg. You, oh, may yeah. have, you may have seen them roll through. Yeah, those guys are dope. Yeah, and uh, just watching, like, I actually got to record them do their 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 style. and yeah. I, uh, CJ is the one that does like the raspy screaming. And I was just like, you son of a bitch. Like he does it and it doesn't sound forced. It sounds. They're really good nice at harmonies. Clean. They're great. At They're harmonies. fantastic at harmonies, it's man. Crazy. I love it. Uh, oh, it's crazy. How's that tea? Hmm? How's that tea? This good. one was coffee. Oh, we just shit. have the exact same cup. Oh. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Oh, wouldn't do that to you, man. <laughs> Hopefully. But yeah, so I mean, you started playing back then, and mm-hmm. you just kept on going. With it. Yeah, it, it was um, after I, saw, I quit playing in like bands and stuff, and I was just playing acoustically. It was like me and my buddy were just playing uh, just duo shows, and then I remember he was out of town, and we had a gig, and I ended up having to play it by myself. And it was the first time that I'd ever like played a show nice. by myself. How and old were you then? Seventeen, eighteen. Nice. And I went up and I was just like, oh shit, here we go. And I just had my eyes closed and I was kind of vibing out. And I remember at one point I just like looked up or opened my eyes. <laughs> this is me, but like there was this little midget came over and she like put $5 in my tip jar and I just stopped. I was just like frozen. Like living in a small town, you don't really see a lot of like, yeah, you don't really see, you a, lot don't see a lot of little people. I was like, I think that was the first one I'd ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh my God. Well, and you're damn tall. Right. <laughs> like you're, what are you, 6'2, six 6'3? Two, six three? Six two. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but yeah, it was cool, man. Uh, but then I started playing just acoustically and then did that for a while. Then I moved uh, here to Oklahoma and started playing open mics. And uh, just I was just writing songs and uh, playing them at like open mics, like uh, Galileo's. It's oh, it's yeah. now Picasso, but like yeah, yeah, back yeah. when I moved here, it was called Galileo's. And then uh, eventually like, I, I ended up getting a band together. It's called Sons of Beatrice. And uh, we played around a lot. Uh, did some, you know, like uh, international bands would come through or touring acts and we'd open up for them and stuff. And it was kind of fun, but being in a band's a lot like a relationship, mm, you know? Yeah. So there was a lot of arguing and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm out of here, guys. And I moved to New York and played a bunch of shows out there. Uh Recorded my uh, my Love Your Life record that I put out about four years ago, and uh, that is out on Spotify mm-hmm. and all all platforms, right? All of them. Hell yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I moved back to Oklahoma, and now I'm just chilling and still playing music, and it's cool, man. Like, cause I, I'm 30 now, and uh, so like all of my friends now are like getting married and having kids and have 401ks oh, yeah. and uh, paid vacations and this thing called credit, you right. know? And uh, so I was hanging out with a bunch of them one day and they're, uh, they're just talking about all this stuff and I'm, they're like, so JJ, what have you been up to, man? Like fucking playing shows and bartending and being dope. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's it's funny. Like even like people like people that I went to high school with. They they're like we live vicariously through your Snapchats or through your social media. And I'm like cool. Like yeah, because they they're just kind of well. There's a freedom. There's a true freedom in the path that we've chosen. Oh um, yeah. I as someone that's lived in the 401k all that stuff world, it was man. There's a there's financial security, and it gives you this peace of mind. And and for someone that's got a family, man, that is a fantastic thing to have. You right. know, oh, I, absolutely. Nobody's ever knocking it. But at the same time, you feel trapped. You feel like, is this really where I'm at? Because I'm here. 
right. for the next 25 years or more, 30 years, wherever they're at in their journey on that mm-hmm. uh, to try and retire. And it's like, man, it can feel suffocating Yeah, because you're not living your dream. You're not living what right. you know you're good at. Cause some of those people are some of the best musicians I've ever met too. Yeah. Man, it's a, uh, it, it's one of those things that you get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's one thing like, I can't stand getting comfortable. You know what I mean? I like to struggle a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, I only have ten dollars in my pocket till like next week. Uh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Fuck it, let's go out and have some beers. You know what I mean? Like live it up. I'll it'll work out eventually. You yeah, know, I'll get to uh, play on the sidewalk for a while. Right, exactly. <laughs> we'll right. Um I but I don't I don't like it when you get too comfortable with stuff, you, you don't grow. Yeah. And I'm I'm constantly like wanting to grow as a musician, as a person, as you know everything i agree and uh i see that i see that in you yeah so it's just getting comfortable like i've never wanted like any job that i've ever had i've never wanted to take a management position like i was like man i just want to do my job do i gotta do get paid and then go home and play music and then go play the show next week you know like that's always kind of what i've wanted to do um and i think the thing about me is that like i never gave up you know, yeah, and I'm not going to. It's like you know, you, you gotta you gotta kill the idea that uh, um, you have to be successful by a certain age. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, dude, you're supposed to be married. You're 25, and you know, buy a house by the time you're 30. Like, no, fuck no, dude. Like, you know, I don't want to do that. But it's also like I see like some of the people that you know were around my age at like 24 and stuff were having like good musical success and they were doing all this, these big things like shit, they're going to take off. And all of a sudden they just kind of burnt out and now they're just like chilling, working at Homeland, you know? And I was like, cool. I've just, I never burnt out. I just kind of stayed at like a steady, like accelerating pace. Nice. You know? Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I've seen a lot of people that, a lot of friends that have told me, older friends that are like, I had a shot once. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, whatever this thing happened instead of, and instead of rebounding, they just kind of, well, and then my girlfriend got pregnant. And yeah. I just, <laughs> I figured. Yeah, just give up. I'll it's just, like, fuck, you were so up. good. Like, yeah. Some yeah. of the best musicians I know are that way. And uh, it is what it is, you know? It's crazy how you see, uh, like, we were talking about these music- these musicians that are so good, but they just, like, don't play anymore. Don't do that. Then you got these these kids who just have like really rich parents that are mm. getting to like go to all these like good studios and uh, they're not even really that talented, but they're yeah. attractive and they have a lot of money. So like they're a little bit more successful than like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen it a couple of times and man, you know what? If I was a dad and I am my little girl had any kind of talent, I would be pushing. I'd do the tra- same thing. I, yeah, I'd be doing everything I'd do the I could. same thing. To get them that opportunity, <laughs> even you know, even though the outsider can see that, like, it's probably not going to go anywhere, right? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, one thing, one uh, I'm so I get so jealous, which in a really good way. Uh, but like Ken Pomeroy, she's such a talent. She's so young. She's a prodigy. And then, and then you've got uh, Skippy and there, and I forget her mom's name, but like. They push so hard. Oh yeah, uh, to to give her opportunities and to not push her. They let her love what she's doing. Yeah. So it's not a, they all they do is support her in it. They don't. They're not the ones like you better fucking practice. Or I mean, I don't. Right. I don't assume they're that way with her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's she cool. That's so like the perfect good. the perfect like parent child relationship and giving her those opportunities and like. Man, I, I hope nothing for, but the best for her. Oh, absolutely! It's no, so she awesome. she is so good, man. I remember like first time I heard her play, and she was like fifteen. I was like, she's like I started playing music when she was born, and she's better than me. I was like, dang <laughs> it! Like I gotta set my shit up. Like no, she is so good, man. She is she writes some really really good songs, and she's such a good singer, and she's a better guitar player than me for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, well, she's had yeah. They've given her all the lessons I think that Absolutely. she can handle, and ah, more power to you. She's gonna do some good stuff, man. Oh hell yeah! There's a bright future for that kid, right? Right. Uh, oh, when did you? 
so speaking, you you started performing and then you did your first solo thing around seventeen. What when did you start like really writing your own stuff? Uh, I would say when I was like thirteen, like when I was in like a punk rock band. Nice. Like my buddies and I would just kind of write like punk rock songs, like down with the system, oi oi oi, <laughs> like. But, so that was fun. Um, but then, like you know, as time went on, I I think. I think I really started taking songwriting seriously when I was about 18. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, about 18, I really took that seriously. And it's one of those things like I would just wake up and just try to write every day. Right. Just like I'm kind of more of like an early morning writer Mm. Okay. sometimes. I'm the same way, actually. And you're one of the first people I've had come on that have said that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, like morning writing, like, Writing is just weird for me in general uh, because songs are songs are weird. I kind of I'm a believer that we don't write the songs, right? You know what I mean? Get, like I it's just kind of like a like the song just kind of comes. We're just like a vessel, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but songwriting to me, like the best analogy I could give is like it's like fishing. You know what I mean? You, you cast out and you just kind of sit there and wait. And then sometimes you get a little nibble and you're like, oh, shit. And then, you know, nothing. And then sometimes, uh, you know, you'll reel in like a little tiny fish, you know. Uh, Sometimes you'll get like, you know, a decent size. And I think we're all just trying to, I think my my songwriting goal is to like pull in like a marlin or like a swordfish. Pull in that one. Stuff stuff it. Just like stash it on my mantle, you know. Maybe try and catch like Mm. 10 or 12 of those. That'll be the gold record. Right. (laughs) The gold record or a Grammy or something like that, you know, like uh, but and what's what's really deep about this is you can either fish in like the rivers or like a lake or you can go deep sea fishing and go to the ocean. Yeah, that's deep. Blows your mind. <laughs> Blue mind. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but songs like I could be like going to sleep, just had like a long day, and all of a sudden I just get this idea, just kind of hits me, and I'm like, oh shit, oh, <laughs> write yeah. it down. But then I'll write for about thirty minutes, and then like it just kind of goes away. Sometimes and I just go yeah. back to sleep. Like they're just, I can see that. they're weird things. I watched this really cool documentary by a. Uh, it's an Ed Sheeran documentary on YouTube called Songwriter. And it's him writing his uh, the last record he put out. Oh, nice. And it's so cool. Like he, just, he has like his cousin just kind of chills with the camera and just like watching his like songwriting process. Like he's one of those guys that like, or they all like, all like the big artists these days, like they co-write. So like he got like four or five different songwriters and they went, rented out a house in Malibu. And, uh, like each songwriter is just kind of working on a different song in a different room, and he just kind of go in between rooms and just kind of work with them on stuff, you know. Huh. Uh, one of them was uh, one of the songwriters was uh, Foy Vance. You ever heard of that guy? Foy Vance. Foy Vance. He's like bald guy, kind of got a hmm, I don't mustache, think I like a like a straightened out, curly, waxed out mustache thing. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it was like it was a cool it was a cool documentary just watching like. Like watching like the songs come together. Mm-hmm. Like he starts like the the documentary starts uh, starts off with him walking off stage like playing like this huge stadium, and then like just kind of walking into his tour bus, and then he starts writing uh, "Love Yourself," you know mm-hmm. that Justin Bieber song. Yeah, and it's like him sitting there and just writing that on the tour bus and seeing that whole process of him just like mumbling different things, and then finally like landing like the right line. Like fucking awesome, man. That would like, be cool. I'm look at that. Yeah. Shit beautiful um so shit what is speaking of just the songwriting process what's your what's your process what do you come up with first how do you when that idea hits you or um it kind of goes different ways like i uh sometimes i'll just be like listening to a, a new song on my on my spotify or whatever and um i kind of catch an idea for a song like oh like they said this but it kind of sounded like this. So I, I, I kind of like this line or whatever. Um, let's kind of work with that. Sometimes I'll just, uh, I'll learn a song, like learn like the chord progression and then kind of add my own little 
spin to it and just kind of right. fuck around with that. Cause a lot of the times, man, if you just sit there and you just like play a certain chord progression and stuff on guitar, like eventually like a song's going to come out. Like you're going to, Oh yeah. Something's going to pop out like a little like, da, 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 da. like, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll, you'll develop yeah. that melody. You'll start hearing something or bits and pieces of yeah. a thousand different songs that you've heard and they come together and make something new. Right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So that, uh, but I like to uh, I like to wake up every day and I, I like to write, um, just free write, like three just three pages, just blah 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 blah. If I have to, you know, just like yeah, like literally just writing whatever. Just writing, get all like the clutter out of my mind, like first thing in the day, and then kind of be clear minded throughout the day. You know, I meditate a lot too. Nice. That, that kind of helps out, like kind of like I don't get distracted as much when I'm writing songs. You know what I mean? Nice. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, look, Instagram. All right. <laughs> well, it gets hard, man. Yeah. Your attention span, it gets less and less. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I don't have the same patience I used to have. I, I'd be able to, when I was a kid, I could sit down and I could focus on writing a song for hours. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter. But the older I got, the more I'm like, if it's not working within 15 minutes, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to walk away. I, I'll I have- come back some other time and finish this. I've always been like really irritated when I was like wake up in the morning and I'm like playing the song and I'm like really getting into it. I'm like, oh, cool. And everything's just like flowing through you so quick and easy. And then you're like, shit, I have to go to work. Oh, yeah. And then like, then you just like don't ever play that song again. (laughs) You're like, shit, I lost it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that takes us back to the importance. Every, like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have an idea or something, you know, you'd better damn well put it down or you're Write never going to, yeah, you'll never finish it. Sometimes I'll be like half asleep, dude. And I'm like, oh, and I just like pull out my phone and I just like type it in my little notepad. Oh yeah. I'll and mumble. Then, I'll pull out my, my, uh, voice memo <laughs> and I'll just, oh, the tree and the, the, the leaves and. All right, we're done. Then you go back to sleep. Yeah. And then you find that recording like two weeks later and be like, what the fuck is it? Oh. Yeah. And it'll start something or it'll be like, jeez, oh, I really was. Right. I was half dead <laughs> asleep. So this this shouldn't have been anything ever. Right. It's it's weird. Um, who was I talking to? I think it was I think it was Dylan Stewart was talking about how like sometimes he can write songs in his dreams. Or someone. Nice. I don't know who. I don't know if it was either him or Wink. Or someone, but someone are saying like, you know, they they write songs in their dreams sometimes. I was that's like, crazy. that's so dope. I think I've, I have done that like one time, but I couldn't remember it. Yeah, right, there was no way. Yeah, I've probably I've probably done the same thing, but just can't remember it. Yeah. Well, one weird thing is, uh, you know, Abigail Dawn. Mm-hmm. She uh, she said sometimes not she doesn't always do this, but she can write a song a hundred percent in her head, and I mean like. I can't remember. I think it was like she, she'll get the melody or whatever, or she'll have a chord progression. And then once she kind of has that, she'll just like write the entire thing start to finish without ever writing it down. Not necessarily without okay. writing. Like she'll write all the lyrics out without even um, checking them and coming up with a melody that she knows is going to fit whatever she's doing. Um, I can't remember. I have to, I'd have to pull that excerpt up, but yeah, it was impressive the way she described how that how she can write like that. Because I, I cannot. I got to sit down. I'm I'm basically jamming the entire time. I write a song. I'll and I'll sing that same line a thousand times, waiting for the next one to pop out. Or sometimes that doesn't work at all. Yeah, and then I'll have to. I'll like I can type it up, but I'll just type up lyrics, and then I'll just. Or I'll have to free write. If that yeah. doesn't work, I free write until, and I'll tell the story of where I want to go, what I want it to be about, and then I'll have to pick out all those little details and yeah. things. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been playing with a, a loop station nowadays, mm. and it, it's really cool that I can just it. That one really helps out with writing because I can just make a nice little loop and then just sit down. I can sit there and be like cooking dinner, doing my laundry, and writing the song at the same time. Right, it's really good for multitasking. But, oh, it helps. Well, and so uh, is so is lyric writing. Yeah. When you're doing stuff with your hands, when you're actually physically moving around, it kind of creates an energy flow in your mind that it's like you don't think you don't overthink lyrics. Yeah. Because you're not stressing so hard to come up with it, 
because you're doing something, so you're half focused, and it's like it starts to unfold naturally. Oh man, you just gave me a great idea. I'm just gonna start like singing about doing my laundry, washing my dishes, <laughs> getting artist calls from these scandalous bitches. Do, 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 do. Dude, you just wrote half of me. That's your <laughs> straight from the dome, son. Entrance <laughs> into the song. You heard That's it perfect. here first. It's the songwriter podcast. That's right, man. Coming. Fresh new jammy coming your way. <laughs> so do you, do you have to have anything special when you like you wake up in the morning? Do you have to? Uh, you have to get? Do you gotta get high? Do you gotta have a beer? Do you gotta have a pot of coffee? Or uh, do you gotta have a special pen? Or <laughs> like right. I gotta put on my songwriting shirt? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, not necessarily. Usually, I just kind of like burn some sage. Uh. If it's during the day, just kind of burn some sage, smoke a joint, drink some coffee, and then just kind of fuck around. Um, at nighttime, I've been kind of putting these like cool lights up in oh, my yeah, apartment. You were talking about these earlier. Yeah, I just put these like cool lights up and just like it looks like just like waves all over my room mm-hmm. and stuff. Like so that kind of. I, don't know. I feel like that it, would just set a good, cool. It mood does. It sets like a real like put on your like Himalayan salt lamp and stuff and. Then, <laughs> Just really just like feeds your soul and your energy. It's great. It's perfect. It's great. The power of rocks. Everything is meant to be. <laughs> we are all one. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Um, well, shoot. Let's talk about your uh, your lyrical content. Like, what do you like to write about? What do you gravitate towards? And uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think a lot of my songs kind of like especially with you know my love your life album is a lot of kind of like hip hop like i started off writing the songs like kind of like a hip hop style you know right. what i mean like i'll have like a like a beat playing on the radio and i'll just kind of like freestyle to it like that's how i wrote like uh like my song move for instance mm-hmm. it's like uh Demons can't see me, oh, you know they be looking small town kid till i moved up to brooklyn and like but then after i write all that out then i just go back and start playing it and just be like Demons can't see me, oh, you know they be looking. Small town kid till I moved out to Brooklyn. Nice. So you try like, to fish out for your rhythm. Right. I've always loved like how people could make like a rap song and sing it. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like rap, like rap is poetry. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Um, so you could you could sing any rap song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but um, I don't know. It just kind of depends. Like. Sometimes I kind of want to write like that good feel good like party song, and sometimes I want to write something like kind of deep, you know, like like chill for instance, the song that you will hear after I am done talking. <laughs> uh, it's that one was more of like a, it was, it's more of a deep song. Like I wrote that when I was in New York, and uh, man, I was just going through like a tough time. I was broke, rent was coming up, I just lost my job, and I was just. I was just like kind of feeling a little bit defeated, but I just kind of right. had this thing. I was like, you know what? It's chill. Everything's going to be all right. And then ding, light bulb. So I'm like, oh, that's a cool little song. And then I was just riding the subway and stuff, just trying to clear my mind. And I was, you know, looking around about, um, you know, everyone in New York is just headphones in, like just eyes, wa- forward, eyes yeah. forward, you know, don't talk to me. Like I'm busy. Uh, type thing and it's like man like we're really missing out on life right now like yeah i've heard uh, that before about new york uh but it yeah it's like there's a lot of beautiful things especially in new york you know what i mean like you just look around man there's so much cool shit always going on there yeah but you're not doing it when you're just like stuck on your phone on the subway you're not seeing like you're not seeing the cool uh you know, buskers in the subway, you're not hearing what they have to say. Like you're not enjoying your experience there, you know? Right. And, uh, like, like that song chill is just kind of like, Hey, let's focus more on like cooler things. I guess like, let's focus on more positive stuff instead of the negative things that are happening around me, you know? Uh, but that song is also like talking about, uh, sometimes I just got to get out of my head, you know? It's like a, you got like a thousand voices going on in your head. That sounds like really bad, but like <laughs> I don't hear voices. But like there's like constant like thoughts just oh, going yeah. through your mind. You're like fuck. Like 
Too much shit going on. Too much shit going on. You just got to like kind of chill. Just tell your mind to be quiet. And take a step back. Take a step back and just, yeah, everything's cool. That's And that's honestly like one of my favorite songs that I've written so far. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's not like, it's not necessarily like a reggae song. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it still has some sort of feel of the realm mm -hmm. because of who you are as a musician. But it still, it feels almost, it's got a little bit of a hip hop vibe to it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I like it. I like that song a lot. I mean, I like all my songs mostly. Um, I think there's like, especially with Love Your Life, I think there was, it was like the first record I ever put out. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put all these 10 songs out when I should have been like, hey man, I need to sit back and maybe just find like four or five, find the best ones. Like, There's a couple songs that I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have put that one on there, but you know, live and learn. No, sometimes you got to take a swing because right. you never, you never know what people are going to react to. Like even... I can't tell. I've seen so many of those little interviews where somebody will say, this was my least favorite song right. that I wrote and everybody absolutely loves it. Yeah. Like date, date Rape for Sublime. Mm-hmm. Brad Noel hated that song. Yeah. But it was like the song that kind of skyrocketed them, you know? Yeah. It just cracks me up that you never, you never know. Uh, one that people always react to that I play is called Fire on the Mountain. And like every it's time. It's Fire on the Mountain. Yeah. Is that one? Yeah, yeah. I like that song. And every time I sing it, I'm like, the vocal line that I heard in my head that I try to sing, like I'm not nearly as gifted of a vocalist as what I hear that song being. <laughs> like, And so it's just one of those deals where it's like it never comes across in my mind the way I intend for it to, but I just take a swing, man, and I try as hard as I can, and people, they always they always like it. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the, the one song that I just, it, and it's like I like the song, uh, but I just, the production value of it just kind of was just corny to me. Mm. At the first time I heard it, I was like, this is dope. But then like a couple of years later, I'm like, fuck, can I just like find a way to take this off? <laughs> can we just strip uh, this back? But it, and it's funny because it's like, this is one of your like most played songs. And I'm like, why? <laughs> It'd be that way sometimes. Damn it. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, so shit, man, where can, where can people find you? Where, uh, where are you available? Uh, mostly in Bricktown. I usually stay within a three block radius. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you just find me on Instagram, JJ Wood Music, uh, like the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, let's say Google me. Google, you, son. Google me. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah, Google. <laughs> You'll find me eventually. Stop in JJ Wood. Oh yeah, you're hard to miss. You gotta, you gotta follow him on Snapchat. Is what you gotta yeah. do. Or the Snapchat's funny. It's funny, like you know, social media. I've realized like you how, do a really good job with social media, which not everybody does. Yeah, they. Uh, I found out like how easy it would be for me to start a cult. <laughs> like I can literally like there's a lot of stupid people that follow me no offense <laughs> this is yeah. listen, I've got like over like 4,000 friends on the Facebook like oh, not all mm. of like not all of them are really smart <laughs> they would follow me to like a dark field and drink punch fuck it <laughs> let's do it just kidding uh, yeah social media is tight it's like I have a love hate relationship with it. Like I think we all like we, do. we were talking about earlier. Like I'll post like like I, I made a post uh, the other day of a uh, or no here's a better example. Like I I made that post a couple of years ago of the woman jumping on the cop car. Oh yeah, and like it went viral and like everyone was sharing that shit. And I had like cops sliding into my DMs like, sir, we need to talk. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no, we <laughs> don't. Nope. Um, oh man, that shit that. That got out of hand like really fast, you know. Like, fucking news station spun it against me. 
That's like crazy. People, and then I made the mistake of like reading all the comments. Oh yeah. Oh man, people were after my head. They're like, that son of a bitch needs to go to jail. And I'm like, what? For what? Well, they made they streamed it. Like I just thought it was a crackhead lady just jumping on top of this cop car. So we're like, do it again. <laughs> like, all she had to say was no. Right. Like fuck off. Uh, she went up, did it again, and then just like freaked out on us, and we drove off. Fuck, man, it was wild. I had to take like a week off social media, <laughs> let that shit die down. We so, got chill. Oh man, it was wild. But yeah, it's the uh, but that like post like that will go viral and it will just be crazy. But then I make like a a post of you know, hey, I'm playing a show tonight, and then I get like six likes. You're like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. And I post a photo of me in a speedo, break the internet, <laughs> and then I'll post like you know like. Hey guys, you want to donate to my GoFundMe? No nah. one ever does. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh man. Shit's wild, man. Yeah, uh, Facebook. I mean, it's been proven too. Like, I know a guy who he he strictly posts negative things um, and just hot topic things because he knows how the Facebook algorithm works. He's yeah. Like, He's like, dude, I'm more popular than anybody else. People tell me I shouldn't post the things I post, but he's like, I'm more popular and I get more interaction from Facebook than anyone else. And I'm making money off of it. That's wild. Yeah. If you, like, if you just throw one thing up on the wall about abortion, either left or right side, someone will, you know, you'll just start the, the fire will erupt and you'll get 6,000 comments and all this stuff. And it's the same with everything. Like if oh, whatever man. it is, be like a cold blooded monster and say, you know, this, this person that got raped was fucking asking for it in this, whatever they were wearing. If you did that, People dude, they would lose, lose their, their minds, minds. <laughs> and they will comment and call you a monster, but you'll be oh. the most popular person on the fucking internet because of it. And it, probably that person hasn't, doesn't believe what they wrote even. It's kind of like a, a large-scale Blake Langford just starting shit and watching it's, it go. It's my favorite It's yeah. my favorite thing when he starts trolling people, man. Like, oh, it's the best. Because I could just see like the, the other person just getting mad, just like angrily, like aggressively, like typing out their response. And Blake's mm. just like chilling, just like smoking a joint, like fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, oh, man, it's funny. Now, I, I, I troll a lot, too, because I get bored, you know, um, and I think I'm funny. Uh, and uh, a lot of other people but I'm, do get, too. I'm getting better as I get older. I'm getting better about choosing my battles about who I want to troll. Right, you know, because I just I don't have all day like some of these people do to like sit here and argue with you. Like I feel like they don't either. I've got better I feel like things they're, to do. They're ignoring really important shit. <laughs> oh man, I'm supposed to get all these orders out on time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, oh, man, I it was. Uh, What's cool though is like, especially with songwriting, I, if I get in like a rut, if I just get stuck, sometimes I'll just, you got to have like another creative outlet. Oh yeah. Whatever it needs to be. So it can either be painting or, uh, you know, crocheting or or I do stand up comedy. I open mics and stuff just to have like another outlet and it still keeps me in like that, that creative state of mind. Right. Like always writing jokes and stuff, you know, making fun of everything. I'm the worst person to watch TV with or the or a movie. Oh, so I grew up on Mystery Science Theater. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. I just sit there and I just make fun of shit the entire time. Like yeah. most of the time I just hang out by myself and watch TV shows. Because no one else will watch TV with me. Oh. Making jokes in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbors think I'm talking to myself. It's fine. Because I am. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to myself to talk to you. Talk, man. There's a there's this guy in the bar one day, and he he was just talking to himself, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, uh, and I was like, "Hey, buddy, you okay?" Like, I didn't want to be rude and interrupt him, you know? Well, yeah. Like, I'm. He it looks was like re- you're having a really important meeting. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's getting a little aggressive here, though. So I was like, "Hey, like, you're all right?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I write books." That's exactly how he talked to. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a, I write books and stuff, so I'm, I'm kind of like in character." I was like. Okay, I was like, well, you know, you're kind of talking to people out there and you know, making people uncomfortable. Maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> then he like goes into the bathroom and just start like fucking yelling at himself like in the mirror, and then and he left. 
Damn. It was wild. Who knows? He's probably like another like Hunter S. Thompson or something like that. I bet he writes some good books. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. They're either yeah. really, really good or really, really awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, with people like that, it's got to be one or the other. He was, it was really, he was really entertaining to watch though. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I was working, I was bartending and I was like really debating on like kicking him out. And I'm like, Man, I don't want to kick this guy out because I'm bored and it's slow. <laughs> <laughs> like, but at the same time, he's making the like the four people here uncomfortable. Really I was like, all right, dude. I was like, hey, man, you got to go. But come back when they're all gone. <laughs> and just go sit in that corner by yourself. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. God oh, dang, man. man. Uh, so is before we kind of start marching down the end of this thing, like what, if there was a piece of advice that you could give to singer-songwriters out there, people or just people that are interested in the process or someone that hasn't done this before or somebody that's done it forever. Like, do you have any kind of something that you think you could offer them that they may not have tried or may not have thought of or just something interesting about the process? Man, it's one of those things just, you just got to write. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't think about how uh, other people are going to view the song, you know, like write the song for yourself first. Yeah. And then, you know, if you eventually like a song that you write for yourself is going to connect with other people. So really just wake up and just write every day. Like not every song you write is going to be a banger. You know, sometimes you're going to write like a really shitty song. Sometimes (laughs) you're going to catch the really small fish. You know what I mean? Uh, Just, yeah, you just got to wake up. Like if you show up, you pick up your guitar or you sit behind your piano or whatever, however you're writing. If you just show up and do that, you've won half the battle. But right. you just got to kind of prove to your uh, your inner genius, <laughs> I guess, that like, hey, like I'm ready to start writing these songs. And then eventually they start coming to you. Nice. Um, and then after that, just don't give up. Don't have a plan B because I feel like if you have a plan B you get too comfortable and then you have that safety net that oh this doesn't work out it's okay I'll be a bank teller like don't have a plan B like have like a job that kind of gets you gets you by and helps you survive Um, because I feel I feel like if you look at music as your job you don't love it as much anymore yeah, I would agree. And and a certain like it's like, oh fuck, I gotta go play this show. Like, damn it. Like I wanna get excited about playing shows. Yeah. You know? For a while, like I, I had to take a step back from playing those shows where like, you know, you play one of your original songs and you put your heart and soul into you, like played it the best you ever did. And someone's like, Play that new Chris Stapleton song. It's like oh, fuck, man, like come on, like what a <laughs> wanna play my shit for a minute, you know? Um But yeah, just don't don't look at playing music as like a job per se. I mean, I guess it can be, but uh, yeah, just no plan B. Yeah. Pull out and succeed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, no, that's an interesting thought. The Because uh, right now pretty much music is my job and you're absolutely right. It does take a little, it takes something off of it to the point of like, it compressed me into this position where like, I love doing this podcast. Right. I love getting to sit down with songwriters and like open up their minds a little bit and see where they're coming from on the way they do things, how they run their life mm-hmm. as an artist and how, what, what processes, what processes it takes to get the best results for them. And it kind of helps me figure out what I need to do, right. you know, along the way as well. This has definitely been like a good trip down like memory lane for me as well. Uh, Remind you why you do it, man. Right, exactly. Well, and it, it's kind of cool. Like I love talking about this stuff. Like, and that's that's cool. The, the cool thing about you know the Seven Day Rebellion and the Sunday sessions at JJ's is, I mean, we've all had these conversations oh, okay. with all like some of the best songwriters around. Right. You know what I mean? And it's cool. Like it's just you got to be surround yourself by uh, like minded people. You know, like people that want to do the same thing that you do. Yeah. And as I said earlier, it's like, you know, we've got that team. 
you know, the, the seven day rebellion. Like you have your tattoo, don't you? Hmm? Not yet. Not I've yet. Still gotta, okay. I got to pick a place and stick it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your forehead, man. Just kidding. No. Um, but no, it's the, with the seven day rebellion, man. It's like what Blake Langford's done is fuck, man. It's fucking incredible. And I only see this thing getting bigger. Um, oh yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a cool thing to be a cool thing to be a part of. Oh, I'm sure. really excited about it. Like, Having this tattoo, especially on my hand, dude, it's just one of those things like, you know, sometimes I look down and I just remind myself that I'm a part of something like really fucking cool and special. Yeah. You know, I dig it. Uh, yeah. yeah. What were we talking about? Hmm? Oh, you, I'm going <laughs> to ask you what a, p- a piece of advice for people. Oh, you yeah. gave me a lot of good um, shit. Yeah. Just, I think someone asked me like, oh, there's some people that are just like, oh man, like, no one wants to hear my songs. They want to hear this. Like, you just play your song. Like, write a song, come up here and play it. That's what JJ's Alley is for. Right. You know what I mean? And like, the people that come there, on, especially on a Sunday right. for the Seventh Day Rebellion, that's what they come to hear. Yeah. They know they're going to hear original music. Yeah, there's a guy that, um, he was like, oh, like, no. I told him, I was like, dude, just write a fucking song and come up here and play it. And then uh, he went up and played it, but I wasn't listening. I was downstairs smoking a joint or something like that. He's like, you didn't even listen to it, man. I was like, are you writing songs for me or are you writing it for you? Like, right. come on, man. Like, just just write a song. Cool. I'm, gl- I'm glad you did it. I'll hear it next time. You know? Uh, <laughs> and listen funny. to hip-hop. Like, hip-hop is a lot of poetry. True hip-hop. True hip-hop, though. <laughs> God, what was that? What was that dude? The rainbow hair everyone was talking about. It was, like, narking on everyone. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, what was it? Uh, Takashi 6 9 Oh, yeah. Like he's probably he's probably in prison right now, and someone's like, "Hey man, want a 69? Like, no, I don't want to do it. Like, come on, man, you want a sixty nine? Like, no. What makes you think I want to do that? Because it's written all over your fucking body, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's fucked. It's a bad stand up joke. Write that one off. We're working on it. It's a work in progress, <laughs> dude. Uh, comedy's fucking. It's fun. Like it's a it's a different world. Oh yeah. It's uh. I've never tried it. But it's I'm a I'm a very very fanatical comedy fan. Yeah. Um, I listen to anything and everything I can get my hands on, and I like to figure out in my head why that was funny, and why you know how delivery and the way you say things, you know, it's so many little subtleties right. to the art form to make what what one guy said, you know, it didn't land, but then right. if the right person said it. He could say the same words, but if he just said it with a little bit of different spacing right. in between the word, or if he, you know, came, if he raised his voice on this area of it and, yeah. s- and then came down on this part, like it would land. It's, it's crazy. Oh yeah, like every set that I do, like I, I usually just do it at a at JJ's, but uh, but I just kind of record it on my phone, put it in my pocket, and do my set, and then I go home and listen to it later. But man, uh, I went up and I. After like a, about two years of just doing like the open mic at JJ's, I went to the Looney Bin and I did like a stand up comedy open mic night there and fucking slayed it. Like there really? was like a packed house and it fucking crushed. I was like, this is great. Like, and then the next night I went and I did the same exact set at JJ's, nothing. And a lot of like, a lot of comics like they get like so bummed out. They're like, fuck, man. Like, I ate dicks up there. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I ate a dick. That was funny. <laughs> Because I'm one of those guys, I'll go up there and be like, you don't think it's funny? Fuck you. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love Beautiful. it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, brother. I love stand-up comedy. Is uh, I think it's harder than music. It can be. I think it is. It's funny. It's like Mike Hosty does it both, like, does them both so well. Mm-hmm. Like, that I just, funny. God, I just, when I was watching him last night, that dude just cracks me up, man. <laughs> He just says the wildest shit. Talking about, uh, <laughs> he was talking about one day, he was like, I wrote the song about a guy. Uh, it was a convenience store clerk that got attacked by a, a bad guy with a didgeridoo. But Damn. he also had a didgeridoo, so he was safe. Uh, so, moral of the story is the only thing to stop a bad guy with a didgeridoo is a good guy with a didgeridoo. <laughs> he starts talking about like the similarities between a didgeridoo and a vibrator, and I just fucking lost it, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Ah! Man, that's good shit, brother. Uh, so yeah, fuck, dude. 
thanks for coming down today. Yeah, man. I'm this stoked. Is, this is a blast. I love doing this thing. And um, I've started telling this to people like, uh, you're, I'm going to bring you back on periodically. Because yeah. one of these things that I started to realize is that I don't just want to do a story with somebody and figure out who they are and then let them go. And then like nobody, nobody who listened to this podcast ever gets to check back in with them right. in the same place. So like, I want to follow the stories. I want to like, this is, these are our people. These are our friends. And I want to, we're going to see what everybody gets to do in this crazy life playing music. And it's, it's going <laughs> to be cool. Here he is six months later. Hey guys, got it. <laughs> well, got a new record out. I broke my toe. <laughs> Ate a bologna sandwich before I did that. Right? It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah this is a great thing, man. Like, I'm really stoked that you're doing this. Like, it's like I'm looking at over at your list of all the different people that you have coming out on this podcast, and it's fucking awesome. Like, I can't wait to hear what everyone else has to say about their songwriting process. Oh, yeah. Like, this is some of my, like, favorite shit to listen to you know what i mean like songwriting podcasts or uh, just stuff like this man i dig it i dig it thank you for doing this jared (laughs) thank you brother for coming on and doing this and uh you guys follow jj wood on instagram snapchat facebook go see his shows and uh freaking stick around and listen to chill he has a he has a really really cool reggae vibe to a lot of his music and a lot of hip-hop notes and just great lyrics and you guys are really going to enjoy this so thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next time peace talk about other than the weather oh damn inside my head there's a riot gotta ease up until my mind to be quiet like uh. just chill every little thing will be all right all right and chill no Every little thing will be alright, no right, I'm still a dreamer Never gonna stop Gonna make the world believers All my struggles entertained Into them They love to see me down Never gain a second window Focus on what you like That's a whack Bring it back Live it to the max Write them down in my tracks Yeah Whoa, whoa And even though I'm broke Might think my life's a joke And any chance of fold But we'd all end up in smoke Everybody in such a rush Hush Need to slow down And stop causing such a fuss Feels like the walls are caving in Yep, there I go, thinking too much again Oh, chill Every little thing gonna be alright, alright And chill
everything will be alright, no right. Watch me reassemble. Ain't got the time to keep it on my mind. All this life will be suspenseful. Times are hard and everything will be fine.